Welcome to Frontline Nursing, a podcast about frontline nurses in the COVID-19 era. Each month, we provide the tools nurses need to navigate the challenges they face during a pandemic. We will cover the state of the science, self-care, and other critical topics. My name is Dr. Reina Latorno, and I am your host. Welcome to part one of Frontline Nursing, The Long Haul a mini-series of Frontline Nursing podcast episodes. In this series of episodes, we're going to focus on the impact COVID-19 has made on nursing, how it is transforming our profession, and how we care for patients and our communities. We will provide education and discuss what frontline nurses need to know. During our first part of the long-haul mini-series, we speak to Carrie, a nurse with 27 years of experience. Let's learn from Carrie as she tells her story as a COVID long hauler. Carrie was born and raised in Louisiana. Her 27 years of nursing experience are from a variety of nursing roles. She earned a Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree from Southeastern Louisiana University in 1995. She has worked in medical surgical settings, critical care settings, and most recently in transplant nursing. Carrie's transplant nursing experience started as a coordinator in heart transplant. Then she transitioned to abdominal transplant. In 2018, Carrie became a certified transplant coordinator. When COVID-19 hit the U.S., she was working as a living donor kidney transplant coordinator. Carrie, thank you for being my guest. You're welcome. I introduced you as a nurse with 27 years of experience, which includes critical care nursing and transplant nursing in academic medical centers in Louisiana. Can you tell us a little bit more about that nursing experience? Sure. Uh, I, you know, when you're a new grad, you kind of apply everywhere, right? And then you get, you go where you get the job. And it just so happened that I went to one of the largest teaching hospitals in the area. And I would consider myself pretty sheltered. I graduated when I was 23, 24. And it was a whole new world seeing, you know, all these hurt people and just with different backgrounds. And you sit there and you're watching and all of the things that you learned in nursing school, you feel like didn't mean anything at first, right? Um, and then that start, all the, the shock goes away and then you start actually remembering what you learned and then applying that. And what I found most interesting was that if I actually rounded with the physicians, with residents and medical students, on my patients. They're teaching doctors to be doctors. So although I'm not a physician, it helps me understand why I'm giving this medicine twice a day. What is this medicine actually doing? So why does a blood pressure medicine alter or change the transplant drug? So then it just, you know, spawned questions. And I never actually said no. You know, when you're 25 and they're like, do you want to, we have overflow, we're going to open up one of the closed units upstairs, and uh, you're going to get all the admits from the ER. Okay. And you're going to have an agency nurse with you by yourself. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just never said no. Um, you know, within reason, obviously, they're not going to endanger, you know, my license. But I think those opportunities, A, gave me a chance to be trusted by, you know, the nursing staff. You know, so if they had a situation that they're like, all right, we need someone to go do this, or call me at 2 a.m. in the morning and say, we have a transplant coming out. Can you come that we didn't expect? We don't have staff. Can you come in like at four? Okay, I'll be there. Um, so just by using that as a chance to actually learn, um, I also got a lot of street cred, I guess you could say, by, you know, just actually being able to like do the work. 
or willing to learn and willing to mess up and say, I need help, which I learned very early, you know, and it just was a situation of putting myself in opportunities to learn. And once I started, you know, going to ICU and I'm like, wait, this person had a heart transplant. You know, so I, I, it was very interesting and I will never forget, this is such a visual for me. It was, I was, I call it a baby nurse. I was a baby nurse and I'm working at night and the heart transplant surgeon was a, was a female, very, very attractive. And she, it was eight o'clock and she's in a gown, like a ball gown with a man in a tux standing at the nurse's station, looking very perturbed. And she cracked the chest open in that dress in a room. Like she just undid the sternum clip because he had already, you know, the guy had had a transplant that day and he was not doing well. So she beelined herself and was going to auction or a function, obviously that was black tie. And she didn't have time to go to this. So they were in the car and derailed to the hospital. And she's like, you, I'm like, me? Cause I'm just standing in awe. Like, oh my God, what is happening? And she's like, I need you to go get blood. You need to be the runner. Oh, okay. What do I do? So, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with this like, you know, tub of blood, blood in the igloo, you know, huge. And I'm trying my nursing shoe slipped and I, I didn't spill the blood. I didn't spill anything out of the igloo, but my, I, I plummeted on my face. Right. So I'm like, this such high situation, stressful. And I'm trying to hurry up and get the blood to her. And, and I face plant totally, but I'm like, the blood's okay. I'm good. My nose was it was horrible, but you know, but in those situations, you just have to laugh at yourself and not take yourself so seriously, but no one forgot me after that either. So it was just a situation of like, oh, you're the girl that was like face planted with the blood. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, but you know, it was like team player, let's get her back in. She's interesting. So <laughs> I just kind of really started, <laughs> they would float me there when they had heart transplant. So then I think, you know, it's a natural progression to go to back up and go, why do they need a transplant? Like what caused this person's heart to fail so bad that they needed another, you know, another heart. And so I started working in cardiovascular recovery and I just started really, you know, really becoming friends with the, the manager of heart transplant. And she's like, would you like to do this? And at the time, my son, I was getting to the point where 12 hour shifts were a little difficult. His dad lives in another country. So it was just me and my parents with help. I was like, you know what, this might be a good change to switch to like a Monday through Friday type situation. And that's when I, you know, went to heart transplant and they had this physician who was very, very, um, he was French and he was the new, I was pre, pre heart. And I was not used to being told like, you don't know what you're doing or, you know, this is not right. You need to figure yourself out. Why did they give you this job? And I was like, I cried a lot. And I said, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to, he's right. I don't know how to hear an S4. He's right. So it was my first, I think, foray in thinking, because I mean, you know, I was not hot stuff, but, you know, pretty confident in myself prior to that. And, you know, they, they had a lot of confidence in me in the hospital to go on any unit and just kind of figure it out. So it was a humbling time. And it was a situation of either figure it out, or this is going to be a hell of a job because him and I are going to buck constantly and so I actually looked at him and I said then teach me and he actually looked at me and was like maybe you're maybe you're teachable and I was like all right I'm breaking through I'm gonna do this so that became like my mission in a way you know was to actually make myself so 
open to listening and, and taking, you know, instruction and going and being okay with saying you didn't do that right. You need to look at it this way and listen here first. Okay. And I'll never forget, I covered one of the coordinators for post transplant in clinic. And the guy had had a, you know, a heart transplant probably two or three months prior. And I did my assessment first and it's still with the same position. And, I, you know, you give them a little rundown of the patient before they walk in the room. And he said, what's going on? I said, he's got an F4. He's like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, mm, okay. He's like, let's go see. I'm like, okay. I said, I totally could be wrong. And I, he listens and he put his head down and he chuckled. He goes, I'm like, what? He goes, he's got an F4. I was like, not that I wanted the man to have that, but you know, it was like one of the most validating. And, and I was getting in my stride and I was learning and Katrina hit. I mean, and I was connecting with these patients, you know, when they had VADs and I was going to be the VAD coordinator and all these things and Katrina hit and we lost our program. And then I transitioned to abdominal. But I mean, I had, I felt like I had made so much headway in heart. When you have a niche, investigate it and stay there. Because I think there's certain things that you are naturally drawn to understand that you, I was very reluctant to move to abdominal. I didn't really want to, but I had no choice. You know, I had to work. So I had to just kind of go back to the bottom again, where I felt like I had made all that progress with learning and then move to a situation where you're, again, invisible because, you know, you have to prove yourself first, especially in those positions, you know, and, and it, and it was going back to square zero, you know, back again. And that was another hard experience you know, is doing that. And um, I really got to love the patients and understand it. Carrie gave us a glimpse of what it was like to work as a transplant nurse. Be sure to join us for part two of Frontline Nursing, the long haul mini series. During part two, I will talk to Carrie about her experiences with H1N1 in 2009 and how that impacts her today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Frontline Nursing. This podcast is made possible thanks to generous funding from Florida philanthropists, Mr. David Kotak and Ms. Christine Slesinger. The Frontline Nursing program is designed to give nurses the tools they need to advocate for their safety during the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. For more information, email us at frontlinenursing at usf.edu. Frontline Nursing is the podcast that nurses need.